Psalm 91 verse 1 He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, My refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. For he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a buckler. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but he will not come near you. You will only look with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, the Most High, who is my refuge. No evil shall be allowed to befall you. No plague come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all ways. On their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent you will tremble underfoot. Because he holds fast to me in love, I will deliver him, I will protect him, because he knows my name. When he calls me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble, I will rescue him and honour him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Good morning, everyone. Let's pray before we dive in. Father God, thank you for your words. Thank you that it is good. Thank you that it is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. We pray that you would speak to us through it this morning and please help us to listen. In Jesus' name, amen. I was reading an article the other day saying that luxury bunkers are now a booming business. Uh, various companies are offering these massive underground shelters to the rich on the promise that they will protect them from virtually any catastrophe. Uh, and not only that, but do it in luxury and style. Uh, one company, Vivos, meaning the living in Spanish, uh, advertised their bunkers as protecting you from global pandemics, nuclear war, mega tsunamis, solar flares, super volcanoes, civil war, social meltdown, killer asteroids and economic collapse, to name just a few. And some of these bunkers look pretty nice and some even have swimming pools and one company advertises that their bunkers include an 18-hole golf course uh, and a, an equestrian centre with a polo field. Uh, I'm guessing those things aren't in the bunker. But as you read these articles and their website, uh, you can start to get a bit tied up in it. Uh, uh, maybe that's what's happening to you now. And you're starting to think, uh, wow, these actually sound quite good. Maybe we need one of these. Because one of the big messages of the moment is stay safe isn't it? Uh, stay safe, wash your hands, stay socially distanced, wear a face mask, stay safe. But what is it that is going to keep us safe? Uh, and not just safe from COVID-19, uh, but safe from all the uncertainties in this world. Uh, 
Uh, what are we looking to for our safety and security? That's the question that this psalm asks of us today. And I don't imagine many of us are looking to luxury bunkers for our security. But if we're honest to ourselves, maybe we look to our careers or our money or our health or our exam results or relationships uh, or a loving family uh, and we think, uh, if I have this, then I'll feel safe and secure whatever life throws at me. But as COVID-19 has shown us, these things can change incredibly quickly. And as you look at uh, that list up on the screen, uh, which one of those, if it was taken away, uh, would leave you feeling unsafe or even hopeless? Uh, It's a scary thought, isn't it? Uh, But here's the the headline from today's psalm. Uh, It tells us that there is only one true place of safety and security, uh, a place where we can weather any storm. And that is with God. Uh, The psalm tells us that safety is found in God alone. Uh, Have a look at verse one with me. Here's what the psalmist writes. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. In this psalm, we're given uh, this amazing picture of God's total protection. This psalm is one long, rich reassurance for the one who dwells in the shelter of Almighty God. We're given beautiful pictures of God's amazing protection. Uh, He is pictured as a fortress, uh, the sort of fortress that has walls of immense strength, uh, where spears and arrows cannot make an impact, uh, giving safety from uh, an enemy or a battle outside the walls. God is also pictured as a a refuge, uh, as a climber. I always uh, can't help thinking of a a mountain refuge, uh, the sort of place uh, where you come out of an inhospitable environment, hungry, thirsty, uh, and as you walk in the door, you feel completely safe and like you have everything that you need. God is also pictured as a mother bird. In verse four, we read, he will cover you with his pinions and under his wings, you will find refuge. The mother bird uh, who gathers her her chicks under her wings uh, and protects them from the heat, uh, the sun, the cold, the rain. Uh, It's a great picture. And then we get this list in the psalm of of everything the one who dwells in God will be protected from uh, and need not fear. Uh, The terror of the night, the arrows that fly by day, diseases, battles, and verse 10, no evil shall befall, shall be allowed to befall you. These troubles are representative of things that people fear, and they're intended to tell us that there is nothing at all that God's people need to fear. There are no uh, exclusions in this insurance policy, uh, no hidden small prints. God provides total protection. It's a beautiful, reassuring psalm. Uh, It's a favourite for for many people. The promise is that God will keep you safe. He is the only safe place. But what does that actually mean? 
I mean, what if evil does befall me or you? Uh, that's my second heading. Uh, this psalm is wonderful and reassuring, but we also struggle with it, don't we? Because we know that sometimes bad things do happen to those who trust God. We've seen that pretty clearly uh, in the Bible itself, haven't we? As we've looked at Job with Andy Gorn over the last few weeks. And I imagine uh, we've experienced it in our own lives or seen it in the lives of others. In Job chapter 30, uh, Job says, But when I hoped for good, evil came. I read about a lady the other day uh, who used to read this psalm to her daughter at bedtime. Uh, But then one day her husband, uh, the daughter's father, walked out and left them. Uh, And it felt like their world had fallen apart. Uh, And she wrote, I wanted to ask, where was God in this mess? Uh, How was I to interpret the verses promising protection, deliverance and provision when I was experiencing the opposite? What if evil does befall us? And what about the times of trouble? Well, one thing we do know is exactly how the devil would use this psalm. Well, you know that because he does use this psalm. In fact, the one place where it is quoted in the New Testament is where the devil uses it. Uh, In both Matthew and Luke's Gospels, we read that the devil quotes this psalm to Jesus when he is in the wilderness. And the devil uses it to say to Jesus, if God really loved you, he wouldn't let you suffer. The devil is incredibly clever. Uh, He uses and he twists uh, God's word itself. Uh, In fact, that's exactly what he did right back in the Garden of Eden. The devil knows that uh, if he can make us believe that nothing bad will ever happen to Christians, then when bad things happen, uh, we'll pull away from God. And that's exactly what he wants to happen. We know that's not what this psalm means because Jesus rebukes the devil. And because verse 15 of this psalm says, I will be with him in trouble. It acknowledges that there will be trouble. So what does it mean that God will keep us safe? Uh, Let's have a look at a few other passages uh, to help us understand this. Uh, There are so many examples of people going through tough times in the Bible uh, and God wants to use those uh, people and examples uh, to help us to trust him. For example, the story of Joseph. Uh, Some of you might have uh, read about him in the Bible uh, or seen the the classic musical, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Uh, And Joseph certainly doesn't have an easy time, does he? He's part of a big, uh, rather dysfunctional family. Uh, He's badly treated uh, by his brothers and sold into slavery. He's falsely accused of a crime uh, and put into prison. But finally, uh, Joseph uh, rises up uh, to become the uh, essentially the prime minister of Egypt. And in that position, he's able to help his brothers uh, with food at a time of famine. Uh, and he's also able to forgive his brothers. And here's what he says to them. He says, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. 
He's able to look back and recognize that uh, even uh, through slavery and being sent to Egypt, uh, God was at work for good, even if it really didn't feel like it at the time. And sometimes uh, with hindsight, like Joseph, uh, we'll be able to uh, look back and see the way that God was at work in difficult times. But sometimes we might not see any good. Uh, we may be hurting and confused, angry. Uh, we may be in a situation more like Job. In Andy's talks the, the last few weeks, uh, we've seen the incredibly hard time that Job went through uh, and he, he wasn't able to see God working at that time. Uh, he was hurting and confused. Uh, he cried out to God in grief and sorrow, uh, but he did keep on clinging to God. And during his life, uh, Job couldn't see that all he went through uh, was seen by heaven and would become this amazing book uh, that would be read down through the ages by thousands and thousands of Christians, uh, helping them to keep trusting God. In the New Testament, the Apostle Paul faced many troubles. Uh, he gives us lists of, lists of them sometimes. Uh, but here's what he writes to the Roman church. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. God works things together so that in the long run, we will only, and, we, and we will only see this uh, at the end of time, all things will work together for God's glory and for our good. Uh, God is saying that he will not protect us from all trouble but he will protect us through trouble. So how do we know that we can, we can trust him on that? Well, we look to the, the cross because at the very point where Jesus's friends must have thought, this is a complete disaster. How can God possibly bring any good out of this? God was actually doing the most amazing, incredible thing that he could ever do for the human race. Uh, Jesus took us under his wings on the cross. Uh, he took what we deserved, our sin. Uh, he shielded us under his wings uh, like that mother bird in the psalm. He took it in our place so that we can be kept safe through death uh, and come out the other side to a glorious future where we will be truly safe. Psalm 34 verse 19 says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him or her out of them all. And Paul himself says, the Lord will rescue me from every evil deed and bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. Both those statements are, are looking to our glorious future when all God's promises will come true. We can't see it yet, but we can trust God. He is the only safe place. He is our refuge. So even when things feel painful 
and difficult and confusing. God longs for us to shelter under his wings and find refuge. He wants us to abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Back in 1958, a book was published with the title Shadow of the Almighty, a title uh, taken from the first verse of this very psalm. And the book told the story of Jim Elliot and four other missionaries who had been killed by members of an Amazonian tribe, uh, a tribe they had been ma- making contact with over uh, various months. Uh, it seemed like uh, they were friendly uh, and, and they'd been hoping to share the gospel with them. But suddenly they turned on them and killed them. And the book Shadow of the Almighty was written by Jim Elliot's wife, after she lost her husband. Uh, It was a brave and insightful title written by a woman who knew that abiding in the shadow of the Almighty does not mean that we will never suffer, but it does mean something far, far deeper. It means that if we are trusting in Jesus, we can be sure that one day we will rise from the dead and the promises of this Psalm will be true will be satisfied with long life, verse 16, and we will see God's salvation. This psalm didn't exempt Jesus from suffering, but it did mean that he would be raised from the dead and go to be with the Father. And because that happened, we too can be sure of the same. So what does it mean to shelter under God's wings and find refuge uh, right now, uh, even in trouble? I'm aware that there are various members of our church family uh, going through trials right now, um, and and you've been on my heart, and as I've been preparing this, I've been praying for you. Uh, On the other hand, there might be folks who um, who find that life is um, fairly easy at the moment, Uh, but there will be challenges uh, that come at some point. And this psalm lays out uh, what it looks like to trust God, to keep trusting him through those times. Uh, Verse 1 says, Dwell in the shelter of the Most High, abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Uh, Run to him as your refuge and your shelter in the storm. Uh, That might simply mean having a a verse up on the fridge uh, that you can go to that reminds you of God's promises. Uh, Or it might mean listening to a a worship song. And verse 14, uh, hold fast to God in love. Uh, Even if you're confused and hurting, uh, run to him and not away from him. Uh, He can cope with our tears and our grief. Verse 15, call out to him, Uh, pour out your heart to him in prayer, Uh, be honest with him, keep calling to him, he is our refuge. A lady in our church family who I know uh, has had her fair share of trials uh, said to me that in the tough times, uh, she often came back to uh, and prayed over the words of Proverbs 3 verses 5 to 6. 
which says this, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. And she said that in trusting the Lord and seeking refuge in him, uh, he gave her an inner peace. But she also said that sometimes we need to to guard our hearts and our thoughts uh, and ask the Lord to, uh, by his spirit, uh, help us not to go down certain avenues in our thinking. Uh, maybe that's by uh, praying over or memorizing a psalm that you can bring to mind. Uh, maybe it's by asking friends to speak words of wisdom into our situation and encourage us. And she also pointed to me the fact, uh, pointed me to the fact that while this psalm doesn't promise uh, protection from everything, uh, there are often times when God does protect us uh, in things where we didn't even know uh, he was protecting us. Psalm 91 is a, a great passage to pray at these times. It is good and right to cry out to God uh, for provision and protection. Uh, he is our heavenly father, He cares about every detail of our lives. We're told in Psalm 56 that he holds our tears in a bottle and even the hairs on our our head are numbered. We're to bring all our concerns to him and shelter under his wings. He is the only safe place and he will bring us to glory. Well, I'm going to give you a couple of minutes to respond to that. Uh, maybe there's something on your heart uh, that you want to bring to God. Uh, maybe there's someone who you want to bring to God. Uh, but just before we pray, uh, let me read the, the promise at the end of this psalm. If we're trusting Jesus, then this is as true for us as it was for him. Uh, so let me read from verse 14. And then I'll leave you to pray. Because he uh, or she holds fast to me in love, I will deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. When he calls to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Let's pray. Amen.